Welcome to the Results Point Podcast with your host, David Smith. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Results Point Podcast. On the Results Point Podcast, we talk to successful business owners in the IT consulting and in the IT tech space about how they grow and scale their businesses. And today I'm talking to Lorenzo from Glue. Now, Lorenzo built, ran, and sold a company called um, City Software, and he's now running Glue. And he's basically going to tell us a little bit about his journey. He's also going to provide some actionable insights about how you can grow and scale your business. Um, welcome to the podcast, Lorenzo. Thank you. It's, I'm glad to be here. Um, Lorenzo, can you tell me a little bit about City Software, just what it was and and why you started it? And um, yeah. Yeah, David, uh, I started back in 1991 after having worked for a German company and saw the business model in Germany that I thought should be adopted to Australia. So we were the first company to take credit card transactions over a telephone and be able to dispatch software products directly from a warehouse to small to medium-sized businesses. Um, so that increased speed and uh, it was a lower cost bottle business model than competitors that were largely retail back then and some corporate suppliers. So um, then we started hearing about uh, online coming to the market. We were wondering how that would work with our business model. So we were the first to... Uh, set up uh, an online it was a price list in the beginning this was in 1994 and that evolved into live stock availability and pricing by 1998 and it was actually based on sql server back then so we were big at creating platforms internally within the organization to drive the processes um, to transact with a client very quickly and very reliably. Um, awesome, yeah. awesome. So, City Software basically provided software and hardware to sort of end users or customers. Yeah, we grew into the hardware range uh, in the early two thousands, and uh, the big breakthrough came in two thousand and four when uh, Tech Pacific back then agreed to run a dropship program with us and. They agreed to, for, for a modest cost, send a consignment out uh, to our clients and therefore their inventory became our inventory. We started working with supplier feeds to feed in their stock levels and pricing uh, back in the mid-90s when it was spreadsheet-based and by then it was quite sophisticated. And, and that enabled us to make TechPack stock our stock and so our revenues grew dramatically after that point. Yeah, well, okay. And who was who was the the end user of of City Software? Was that was that just small businesses or bigger businesses or? We we had the vast majority of clients were small businesses, but about two thousand, uh, sorry, about sorry, uh, two thirds of the revenue was uh, mid market and enterprise. So. Um, of the turnover, with the turnover of the business grew to 50 million in turnover. There was 10,000, more than 10,000 transactions a month, and uh, so 
that was predominantly to SMB. However, Enterprise naturally was um, some quite big orders there. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. Fifty million in revenue, um, and 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 I guess how did how did the marketplace know about City Software? Did they did you did you have run marketing programs and things like that? I'm just trying to think of anything that's useful to sort of a listener that is that is an IT consultant or a, is there anything sort of marketing programs that you ran ran to sort of get that that get that growth? Obviously, you could get that growth because you had the drop shipping you. You could you could use sell the hardware. You had all of this stuff to sell, but you know how did you actually put that in front of the marketplace? Yeah, initially it started off with uh, the, the magazines, APC and so forth, and also the back page of the Green Guide in Victoria. There was a lot of uh, local rags and industry um, publications that we would advertise in, and that evolved into more and more um, electronic forms of, of marketing. So uh, electronic direct mails, EDMs, um, was a big part of what drove our revenue by the mid-2000s. And we started phasing out of traditional press uh, around about that time. Um, so it almost became exclusively EDMs and digital forms of marketing. So AdWords and price comparison shopping sites uh, to some extent, not much. But um, that, that that's... Uh, you know, we, we were trading for 25 years, so there was quite an evolution in marketing strategy. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I remember those um, those magazines where you got a CD on them um, with some stuff on that. Um, yeah, we, we would also have such a big catalogue on the back of magazines. Uh, it was a bit funny that we, we were actually selling them in newsstands, and I couldn't believe that people would pay five dollars i think for for our catalog and um i i said to the news agent distributor why, why would you want to do this you know for we were only doing like i think thirty thousand a year or forty thousand a year circulation and he said well you won't believe it that's at the top end of the second tier you know so there's women days and so forth and and then there's ours was on the top of the stack of all these specialist publications wow well, so I could I couldn't believe that, but anyway, that that, that was a, an era. Yeah. Okay. So you always marketing was a big part about, I guess, growing City Software and and bringing on more and more customers. About seven percent of our revenue was spent in marketing, and a substantial amount of that was funded um, from vendors. So somewhere between five and seven percent. So yeah, marketing. We we did punch above our weight uh, when you consider our marketing spend. Okay. Okay, and um, I guess with just with City Software, is there any sort of after twenty three years any sort of big lessons that you can share with our listeners around? I guess growing a business, scaling a business, systemizing a business. Yeah, uh, well, firstly, I'd say keep things simple. Um, it has to be what you do needs to be simple to understand to a customer. It has to be simple to understand to your to your staff. Otherwise, I won't explain it particularly well. And you want to keep all your processes as simple as you possibly can. And I think that that's something MSPs have been doing quite well in Australia. There's been a lot of changes going on. And um, so the consolidation of what they do and standardization has been a big focus for a lot of MSPs. Um, the other part is staff. I think the, the biggest challenge any organization has that I've seen has been its people. And um, so 
building a team of people in accordance to the culture of your organization that is most conducive to delivering the outcomes that your customers want is um, a tricky science. So it's part art, part science. And, um, and, and so looking after those staff, that, that's a whole um, session in, in itself. And uh, the other part is your business model uh, needs to be financially sensible. You, you know, if you start an organization uh, and it survives year one, it probably was a good idea. If it survived year three, it's a good idea that you learned how to make the cash flows work. And if it survives any multiple of year seven, it's because you've managed a leadership transition because generally the staff that you started off with aren't the right people for down the track. Um, so uh, now sometimes staff can evolve in their roles within the organisation, but usually um, the founders start um, farming off other parts that they've invested a lot of time and energy into and delegate the, delegating that to other staff and hiring the right staff to do that. So that's critical to get past the seven-year cycles. Yeah, and to basically build the business into an asset that you can then sell. Yeah, uh, I mean, no one wants to buy a business that is revolving around a founder that's running around like a headless chook trying to manage the business. That um, They want to have something that can run independent of the founder. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and now with Glue, can you quickly tell me a little bit about how Glue was born um, a little bit about what it is. Obviously, people might not know. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, David, Glue is the system which undergirded the success of uh, City Software. So, firstly, it, it, was, it would have been impossible for us to do the transactional volume that we were doing. If you imagine six to 800 transactions on a, on a normal day and you only got 12 people that handle all the customer service related issues, the sale in the first place, um, the procurement, the whole nine yards with 12 people, um, it would be impossible to do without the system that we had. And that evolved. So in the in the iteration when we moved it into the .NET framework in 2004 and five, um, since then we've ran more than a million transactions through it within our own business. So we've, we've seen everything that goes right and everything that goes wrong. And so... Glue has been designed so it's super simple to use. It's a bit like when the iPhone first came out, nobody asked for it. Um, but once they've seen it in operation, they want to have one. And everyone is kind of born knowing how to use an iPhone. And in the same way, Glue is so simple and intuitive to use because, um, as I mentioned beforehand, the, the highest staff turnover was in the call center. The tenure would be about 18 months. So it was very hard to to train a staff person how to sell and use a complex system at the same time. So we've made the system so easy to use that you give them a login and they just figure it out. Okay. Um, and so so that system um, was was extremely effective in, in driving revenue for us and several mates of mine in the industry wanted to have it. So we started working on multi-tenanting this system about five years ago, maybe six now. And... Um, we got to the point where we it was a it was a slow uh, revelation bit by bit you know on on one hand people would question us in the distribution world why just my mates like every IT service provider should have this and it, and if they did the distribution channel would be more efficient because they're getting less phone calls and interactions with with their client base and 
and and then you know we we woke up to the fact that most of our clients actually had an MSP looking after them. So why were they buying from us? And the reason is because if that printer died in the marketing department and they needed something that duplexes with Apple AirPrint and got a fax on it as well of three one, and um, you know had to fit in a very tight spot. That would take an MSP an hour to find a product, quote it up, sell it, manage the procurement, and so forth. Well, in glue, that takes an average transaction like that would take two minutes, and and we've got a lot of uh, records that that prove that. So, two minutes now, an MSP will not necessarily spend that hour. They just don't have the time, and anything outside the core range of products is just unprofitable. Um, with glue, it makes it profitable. And that customer would rather buy that printer from their IT service provider than from a City Software or a Harvey Norman or a <laughs> Office Works, any, yeah, uh, yeah, anyone else. So, so why not win that business? Yeah, okay. Um, so what I'm hearing is that Glue, the software, what Glue basically does is it allows an MSP or any business, for that matter, to plug in a a hardware arm or a software arm, basically a catalog, an online catalog of products that they can purchase. Yeah, so it links everything that's available based on their supply feeds that they can buy from their suppliers in effect to their customers while they make the margin and the profit on it. And because it's so efficient, we find that even service techs are selling now and service techs never like selling because firstly they think sales is a dirty word they don't want to negotiate price and delivery cost and all of that glue sorts all that out tells them based on the rules that are pre-configured what the price should be and if they can find that printer or poe switch or whatever it is really quickly they tend to do so because um, they they can't spend an hour and not be able to charge for that time so okay. so they're they're getting much more brand engagement with their client base and that's especially effective in the smb space okay and does that work even sort of on site they're on site something's broken and they can just sort of punch find it punch it in get it ordered and and signed off and everything like on the spot yeah that's a good question absolutely it's it's a mobile ready application it's a SaaS platform so on their phone they can do it there and then in front of their customer and procure it in you know, if it's run rate, 30 seconds. If it's something more complex, two minutes. And they don't have to ring the head office to make sure that the stuff gets procured on the back end. It has a automated – Glue has an automated procurement engine on the back end. Yeah, okay. That's that's really awesome. And so some of your customers, how are they using Glue today? Do you have any – I mean, you don't have to mention names, but it'll just be interesting. Do you have any sort of MSPs or customers that you could just talk about what they do – what it's done for their business, the sort of results that they see? Yeah, our clients broadly fall into two categories. Um, there's Most of them are uh, into the small to small business space. So small business generally means anything up to about 50 PCs. And um, so they're finding that quoting the normal things that they quote is a lot quicker in glue. Um, a, a standard quote of, let's say, an NBN upgrade package would take 30 seconds for them to do. Um, it has built-in digital analytics, so you can see all the which which people have viewed the quote, their name, uh, what time they viewed it, how many seconds they viewed it for, 
And, and so you know whether a quote is hot or not. Um, so that analytics is very powerful and um, it's very easy to convert that into a purchase, a uh, sales order and the automated procurement works out, uh, it goes through 4 million permutations to work out the best way to procure that based on your supplier availability. Are you on credit hold with that supplier or not and so forth. It goes, it's a very intelligent system. And, and the other part is that their clients end up buying a whole lot more stuff, like, for example, ink and toner. L- like peop- th- your clients will just come back month after month and fill up that cabinet with ink and toner. And there's really good margins on it. So we're finding that um, IT service providers that are selling in the SMB space, they're generally making somewhere between 18 and 25% average GP uh, markup on, on their product sales transactions. Um, most of them are on the upper end. The other, sorry, is this inside of glue? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, so when they're selling the products, um, they're making some good margin on it, and a customer will be prepared to pay a higher price from an IT service provider because they're getting the right advice, and and they trust their IT yeah. service provider. Someone you like, know, and trust. Yep. Yep. Um, so the the other group of clients that we have are those that are selling into enterprise and corporate. Um, you know, larger government institutions and so forth. So uh, they, they don't see a doubling of revenue. Um, they're, they're more like a, a, a 20-odd percent increase, and that increase is largely based on all the disparate stuff that their procurement departments want to get. They might want to have, for example, 70 HDMI cables with a HDMI mini on one end um, for some sort of reason and and they can go into your portal, click on what endpoints that they want to have, the length and all that, and instantly get listed which cables can be purchased. And so procurement departments love it. Um, you can put customers on pricing discount structures. So if they're very highly price sensitive or you've agreed on discounts based on certain volumes that they would do, that whole process is automated. So when the customer logs in, they see their pricing. Um, we have a bid management process for um, based priced products and um, also anyone that's quoting to them will automatically once they select that client will automatically see the price points that the client sees online now you don't necessarily have to let your clients use the online procurement portal and to be honest uh, just under half right now are using it effectively of, of our existing clients but I think uh, we'll find over next year that that will um, that percentage will increase okay. so Sorry, just quickly, with a procurement portal, so that's basically adding a procurement portal or a or an e-store to your current business. So if I'm an MSP and I now want to let my clients go in and reorder toner or order anything else, I can I can literally create a portal using your software and they can log in and pick what they want and order stuff from me instead of Officeworks. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And in fact, you don't have to set up the portal. It's already there. You just have to invite your clients to it and you can invite them either individually or um, by way of an EDM uh, on mass and they click a set up password and it automatically takes them to their account. So this is e-commerce for ConnectWise and Autotask um, and it can run independently without a PSA system. It can sync directly into Zero as a complete system that operates uh, autonomously. And it's e-commerce for MSPs, not retailing e-commerce. So now there is a button to flick a switch where it can be enabled as a retail site, but 
most MSPs don't want to advertise a price to outsiders. You have to log in to see it. And there's a vetting process. So when a client places an order, the that they all go to a waiting approval section and the IT service provider will be notified that there's an order to approve and that's where you check that they've ordered something that's sensible. Yeah, okay. So there's a little bit of a workflow there. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been really well thought through So because a lot of MSPs are worried about e-commerce and clients buying things that they don't want to sell and that sort of thing. You, you don't actually have that problem and you would have to see it in action to understand exactly why. Okay. Okay, and then just a little bit earlier, you said that you're seeing people adding sort of 80 to 18 to 20 percent margins on mm. on revenue. Is that so? That's literally putting a portal into my company and adding 80 to 18 to 20 percent margins to my business. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, in the product sales, yes. So you might find that your overall EBITDA percentage goes down slightly because because your proportion of uh, product sales is, is increased, but your overall gross uh, net profit dollars in the business will go up, um, and um, and profitability too. So we have one client, for example, that started as a one-man band as an early trial um, April last year, so that's um, a bit over a year and a half ago, and October uh, – as a one-man band, he did $412,000 in product sales, and in November, he did three hundred and eighty. dollars So this year, he'll do 4 to $5 million in sales as a one-man band, and he'll make a very good margin on that. Uh, he's selling into mid-market enterprise, so that wouldn't be typical, actually, for an SMB-styled um, IT service provider, but there's the, it's, it's a very high transactional volume that you can handle with very little effort. Yeah, yeah. And decent margins. And decent margins too. That is that is awesome. So um, was there anything else that you think that we've missed around sort of talking about glue and how it – I mean, basically what I'm hearing is that glue came from a sort of some of the IP – not IP, but, yeah, IP that came out of City Software or the – I guess the um, the experience of that – and that it's now been put into its own product that people can use and, and basically plug into their own business with very little effort. Um, yeah, it typically takes an MSP one hour to uh, finish, do the final stage of the configuration and get trained on how to use Glue. So it's very quick to integrate into ConnectWise, Autotask, or Xero. Um, it, it, uh, it delivers incremental sales because you can answer client questions on the spot. Therefore, you're not quoting as much. You're just saying to the client, look, I'd recommend these monitors. What do you think? Yep, ship them to me. Yeah. So so, yeah. so you, you sell more and it's so simple to do. Or there's two. Do you want this one or this one? Pick yeah. one quick. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's it was the secret source of City Software. Now, I bet the farm on it uh, quite literally – um, I, I gave up my day job and sold the business because I really believe in in the strategy of undergirding product sales within the MSP market because I think uh, the, the MSP needs that additional traction with their client. They, they don't want to be buying stuff from uh, other organizations that could potentially be a competitor down the track. And um, it's what their customers want and, and – um, so in our first year of trading, um, in in uh, how many months has it been? Less than ten months, 
uh, we've set up uh, 93 clients and it's it's really um, been sensational some of the results that these clients have seen and, and very surprising that they were not expecting to be able to to obtain these types of results with so much simplicity. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think it's a really good idea and I like it that it comes from experience and being in the trenches and, and sort of building and systemizing something something off that. Um, was there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would like to mention to listeners? Um, look, I think, uh, you, you know, some MSPs might be thinking, well, philosophically, does this fit in the strategy of where we're going with the client? And I would highly recommend to think about uh, or, or question the, the, the belief that that you can't sell a broader range of products, that that if you do that, it, it's going to disfocus your organization, it's not going to be profitable, and, and you just need to stick to your core. Uh, I'd really like to challenge that thinking because it's not actually what your customers want. And if you can deliver the broader range of products that they want to buy from you, well then, and you can do that with simplicity without disfocusing your, your core business from your core business, and you can do it profitably, then why wouldn't you do so? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can grow your business and then add more consultants and then keep growing your business. Like the pie just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. And, yeah. Did you want to say something else? Sorry. Yeah. And look, for this reason, um, we, we're so convinced that, that it works well that we offer a free trial for clients. We, we take about an hour of our time to configure up that client and make uh, the, the website look like their brand and, you know, with colors, logos and, and all the details. We configure their supplier feeds. Uh, the MSP has a little work of, to do to just integrate it into, um, you know, the settings for ConnectWise or whatever PSA system they're using. Sorry, what's uh, a PSA system? Uh, uh, so an application like ConnectWise or Autotask okay. um, that man manages their their personal services billing. Yep. So so it works very well in tandem with with that, and um, we let them use the system to prove that it actually works within their business and and it does deliver profit results. And and we you know we, we will make that effort for the MSP on the basis that we we know that. That it, that it works if they use it, of course. Yep, yep. No, that makes sense. So there's a free trial. Um, where can people find you? And if people have questions for you, how can they contact you? Do you just want to? Yeah, so if you go to glue.co, spelled G-L-U-H dot co, uh, um, there's a little overview of what we do there. And uh, there's a, a free trial button. So you could either... Click the Try Glue for free, put in a few of your supplier, which suppliers you utilize, and a couple company details, um, and that will get you going with a free trial. Or you might want to see a demo first and not actually do a, a proper trial, and you could click the Request a Demo button on, on the online store, and we will do a remote session with you and show you the, the product in action um, by way of a remote session. So um, alternatively, you could... Call us on one eight hundred double zero G L U H. 
So one eight hundred double zero glue. Glue is the uh, German word to glow. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I actually thought that glue was the German word for sort of sticking things and systems together. It's pretty funny. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you might have heard of glue wine, for example, uh, which you drink. It's a mulled wine that's warm that you drink after your skiing and that makes your face glow. So that's why it's called a glue vine. And, um, and you're calling your software as a service product glue because it helps companies glow? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, I think it probably wouldn't be a, a good retail brand cause, because it, um, people wouldn't immediately connect with the meaning of it. But emotions attach to a brand as they start experiencing the service that we offer. And, and uh, you know, the ooze kind of looks a little bit like a person smiling. So uh, the U with the umlaut, the two dots on top, and we, we kind of like that. Um, so, you know, we're giving that brand a go, and I think it's it's working. Very cool, very cool. Well, Lorenzo, thank you very much for coming on the call. Um, and um, I really hope that people sort of can learn from this. I think there's a lot to learn from you. I also think you have a great product. Um, in the marketplace and I would recommend that people go and check out glue.co Thank you very much David, I really appreciate the opportunity to share a story and look forward to serving the Australian market